What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Daily Mic Drop, episode number 65. I am Mike Zaku, and as always, I appreciate you all taking a little bit of time out of your days, nights, wherever you are watching from and whatever part of the country you're in. Uh, if you have not done so already, please subscribe, rate, and review to the Daily Mic Drop on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. And I would also ask that you please subscribe, rate, and review to my other podcast, New Pod on the Block. It is a boy band-themed podcast with my childhood friend. Uh, we just recorded a batch of episodes yesterday, and we're going to try to get those up and running at some point in the fall. So hopefully you can all look out for that. Uh, all personal plugs aside, uh, tonight's guest became one of the biggest stars on TikTok. Uh, thanks to her uh, sensational bartending and her bubbly personality. You probably know her as the Paradise Bartender, um, but you uh, probably don't know her as Miss Ashley Hupp. So please show some love in the comments to our guest tonight, the Paradise Bartender, Ashley Hupp. Actually, hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. I love the background. It's a $35 wallpaper from Target. If anybody wants to go out and get one. Look at this. Plug plug in the Target wallpaper and everything. I feel like I'm right? in one of I feel like I'm in one of your TikTok videos right now. I love it. I need a little bit of a change and this was just what I needed. It was a cheap fix and I feel like remotivated and revigorated. So thank you for noticing. No, not a problem. Um, so yeah, I mean, these past six months of COVID quarantine, it's been stressful on everyone. It's altered everyone's lives, I feel like. Um, but, you know, for some people, I think it, they, they feel like they're stuck in that like groundhog day of like every day is the same. But for people like us, you know, we've kind of you know, shifted our energy into a project. You just exploded on TikTok. So, I mean, what have the last six months been like for you? Can I say a roller coaster, like a roller coaster of emotions, roller coaster of feelings, all that, and then some. Um, to put it bluntly, I lost my job in March. I got furloughed, you know, and not really lost, but it's just kind of your life changed, and you're told, hey, come back in three weeks, and three weeks changes into two months, two months change into four months, and you're kind of like, well, what's going on here? And so there's that aspect of it, because I've always been a worker, I've always had a job since I was 16, I've always been a hustler, you know, and then there's the high of, okay, well, I'm on TikTok, and this is insane, and it's fabulous, and it's just like, what in the world, is this, is this real life right now, <laughs> you know? So I, I'm going to be honest with you, because I try to be open and honest with everybody, I have my good days, and I have my bad days, there are days where I am motivated and on it for weeks on end, so I'm go, 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 and it's just like, I can pump out some great content, and like, batch a bunch of films, because, I mean, setting up the bar in the house is a little bit different than going to work and filming behind the bar, of you course. know, so batching is a little bit easier for me, and I'll be honest with you too there are days where I don't want to film for a couple days and I don't want to do things and I think I have to honor both of those feelings because this is just so new to me too like being on TikTok and you know being a, a more of a social media figure you know and it is different and there's a lot of people judging and looking and interacting and I love that but there are times you have to respect yourself and be like okay I need to take a step back here and I'm just kind of chill. So I've done both. I've had my highs and I had my lows, like I said, but overall I've really enjoyed the experience. I've really enjoyed just the opportunities and like the way my life's changed from this. Honestly, it's been a, it's been a wild ride. <laughs> I mean, personally, I'm glad to hear, I mean, not that I ever want anyone to have like bad days, but I'm glad to hear that. Like, you know, like you're human. Like, you know, we, we have the days where we just don't have that motivation because you in particular, like your brand is, your personality and you're just so bubbly and lovely and smiling and happy all the time. So I'm always curious. I'm like, does she just like crank it out like every day and she's like ready to go? Or does she have those days where she's like, man, I, I'm struggling to bring it today. So like to hear like, you know, you have those days is kind of like refreshing, I guess, because I feel like when we all have them, it's like everyone has them. So it's, uh, it's good, kind of good to hear in a, in a weird way. 
no, I mean, I totally get it. Cause I feel like people kind of feel like, oh, you're just doing this or they put me on this pedestal or not even on this pedestal, but like, wow, you're just crank and turn and burn, you know, cause I did for a long time. I turned and burned it to kind of push out the content three times a day as much as I can in the beginning, because that's what you kind of have to do, you know, to get your name out there. And I wasn't listening to myself and I, it was, it was affecting other aspects of my life. You know what I mean? And just mm -hmm. that as well as COVID as well as everything else, I had to kind of see where my priorities lie and they kind of lied in my personal health. They kind of lied in, you know, what comes first and my, and I love being positive. And I love being happy and I love all that, but you know, that's who I am. But there are days when a good cry is a good cry. <laughs> you know, a glass of wine is great and a good cry is a good cry. And like, we're all happy, you know? So I just am really appreciative and I just want to keep it real and honest with everybody. My biggest thing now, especially when I'm trying to push, is to break down this fourth wall. It's not like I'm over here and you're over there or I'm on TikTok doing a live and I'm not answering anybody's questions. It's like, no, we're all in this experience together. Let's just kind of go ahead and feel let's be together let me go ahead and answer your questions let me go ahead and see what's going on hey you're having a bad day let's talk about it hey you have a job interview tomorrow let's congratulate round of applause for you good for you like let's all be there together because i kind of feel like we need that support whether it's five miles away or five thousand miles away we just need that support from other people especially during this time so that's what i'm really trying to push so during my research on you for, for the uh for this interview i noticed that uh we have a, a mutual idol and which is why you were on tiktok and gary vaynerchuk and, you know, just hearing you and hearing everything that you just said, I'm like, she definitely probably listens to Gary Vaynerchuk because he's all about community and like really kind of lifting people up. Like, you know, let's let's build the highest tower, not knock everybody else's tower down in order for ours to be the biggest. So uh, how, how did kind of Gary Vaynerchuk inspire you to get on TikTok and get you to uh, to where you are? Well, first and foremost, I love that we have this mutual friend, not friend, mutual friend in common. You know, I don't know him. Let's just, let's just pretend that I know him, okay? Gary's all of our friends. <laughs> right? Um, I just love that you, we have this common person in, um, together. First and foremost, I've been listening to him since I, Jared and I, my husband, were living in Kansas City. This was four years ago. And I've had the thought process of, oh, I could do a vlog or I could do this or I could do that. And I just never did it. I never, you know, pulled the trigger to kind of actually buy a vlog camera to, you know, just put my camera up there and let's just go for it. You know, I was always kind of um, in between here and there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I oh, sorry. I, I was always kind of in between here and there. And so it's kind of like coming onto TikTok was all Gary Vee. And I will 100% I will say that, and I will always give him credit because I just think you should give credit where credit's due. He was really pushing LinkedIn. <laughs> I, I, I'm such a proponent of like giving you know, original creators their own, you know, credits. Like, so you, you have your own brand with the high guys fun, right? Like, you know, you have a very specific brand that like, I want people making sure that they, they tag you and whatnot in their videos. Oh, did I lose you for a second? Okay, you yeah. did. I'm so sorry. My no. Wi-Fi here is kind of, we, we live in a really older building, so I apologize. It, no, it's quite, I mean, people also forget, like, I'm in New York, you're in Hawaii. Like, we could not be further apart for, like, United States. So, uh, Let's go. Um, what, what I was saying is like I, I'm a big proponent of giving original content creators their their credit. So like I said, like I want people making sure that they tag you in any videos that they do. And I love the fact that you know you give Gary his credit for for inspiring you. Cause yeah, he's been yelling about TikTok for well over a year now. It's probably got to be maybe two or three probably. No, it was TikTok and LinkedIn. TikTok and LinkedIn. You know, finally, it it wasn't even November December. It was the end of it was the beginning of this year January that I actually kind of hopped on the TikTok. I didn't really post anything until um, 
the middle of January because I was just watching and observing and a lot of dances and there was a lot of the ad libs and everything. And so I was kind of like, oh, that's cool. And then one night, I, it was a Thursday night, it was really slow. Like, you know, you know your slow season, oh, yeah. you know? And I was bored and the server had ordered a double vodka soda. And I was like, bet. I went ahead and I grabbed my, my little uh, my shaker. I put my phone right up against it. And then I felt myself making it. I kind of be it count because that's just how I was taught. And I put it on there. And it had 10,000 views within a couple hours. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's just, that was the first step. And I listened to Gary Vee that morning. I listened to his YouTube videos, listened to his podcast. I actually just got his book, Crushing It, today, or yesterday, excuse me. And I've been highlighting all over it, writing notes. Like, I just kind of feel like he and Tony Robbins and all those other kind of entrepreneurs were kind of just like, they have the hustle mentality first, which I love that hustle mentality because that's just so me. And it's so just like, go, 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 go. We talked about earlier, but he's now saying too as well, you know what, mental health is important. And I'm right on that kind of sideline as well because there are days where I, like I said, I have those mental health days, but I will feel guilty about it. I will feel guilty about why well, I should have been filming or I should have done this or I should have done that. So it is kind of relief to see an idol like Gary Vee, be like, you know what? No, hey, I pushed hustle for so long, and that's still what I advocate. But I also advocate listen to your body, listen to what you need. And, you know, it's not always go, 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 go. And it's interesting reading his Crush, his crush It book now because that was written before his mind shift. So mm -hmm. you can kind of see the change. But I, I'm, I'm resonating with what he's saying because it's like kind of re, reinvigorating me. And that's like, like you should always kind of learn and continue education and kind of keep keep going back to your mentors and who, and who inspires you in the first place because they're still going to inspire you. Correct. Yeah. I mean, Gary was like, he was yelling about TikTok for years and I just, I, for me personally, like, I, I'll admit, like I just didn't see it because I'm always like, I heard the same thing that everybody else heard. Like, oh, TikTok's for, for teenagers who want to dance and do lip sync videos and like, you're a 30 year old man, you probably shouldn't be on TikTok. And even my fiance was like busting my chops about it. But I'm like, you know what? Let me just give it a shot. And then, uh, like I said, you have like the one video that gets a little bit of traction and you're like, this is pretty fun. And then eventually, you know, you start to build an audience, but I really wish I would have gotten on probably a year or two ago. But now like if, if Gary says the next big app is, you know, Flafluga, like I'm, I'm downloading it that day because I'm tired of, you know, not listening to him right away. Um, for, for you, Are you on LinkedIn, I am on LinkedIn. Yes, but I don't post as often as I should admittedly, but I, I do try Thanks. to say, I do try to share, uh, share the podcasts and, and whatever articles I do write. Um, for, for you, how long did it take for your videos to start, gaining traction and for your popularity to start kind of taking shape. Can we talk about right place, right time, right? Everything. Um, January, middle of January, I did the double vodka, double vodka soda. Like I said, 10,000 views, a couple hours that following Thursday, you know, I talked to my husband we we're kind of like, you know what? Okay, let's go ahead and we'll keep doing it. Because at that point I was buying the cocktails, my credit card, and then making them and giving them away because I didn't want to have any discrepancy between, Oh, you're just, you're pouring alcohol is what you're doing, you oh, know, yeah. so I wanted to make sure if anybody were to look back on the cameras, I was all covering my ass, you know, um, but so I actually made a Mai Tai and it was on a Saturday to where we had a buyout and it was, we were, we were there three hours early, you know how buyouts go yeah. and, you know, and so I was bored and I was kind of like, you know what, I'm going to make a Mai Tai, I'm going to give it to one of my regulars and just make, make a day. That had three million views in like three hours. Oh, my God. And that kicked off everything. Yeah, I, I my my most popular is at like two point five million or two point six, and that was the one that got me like probably twenty thousand followers just off of that one video. So I'm like, and you had countless videos, like almost almost all of yours are ticking over a million. So it's easy to see how uh, you know your popularity and your growth can kind of capitalize on one another. But I will say this: it is at a shift now. I've slowed down a little bit. My accounts are kind of slowed. My views have slowed. I'm not saying shadow them or anything else. I'm just kind of saying. 
bartending in general has grown as a category and I need to keep up. I need to keep relevant. I need to make sure that I'm, you know, having conversations, seeing what's new, what do people want to see, what do people want to talk about, you know, talking about mental health, talking about this, talking about that, because right time, right place is one thing or another. How can you keep it? How can you maintain it for the following six months for the next year? You know, because you can burn out so quick and that's fine, but can you jump on the saddle and climb back up? Because that's the hardest part. Being a top's easy. But coming down below and climbing back up again, that's a little harder. Yeah. Uh, for you, how, how do you avoid burnout? I mean, I'm, I guess you're, you're blessed in that like you have a category where you, know, you can just sit there and look up like, okay, I'm going to make that drink today and that's what I'm going to do. But like, how do you kind of try to avoid burnout and keep that engine going, so to say? Um, like I mentioned earlier, I have to have those days where I know, you know what, hey, I don't want to film. I don't want to film because I always um, – I was doing Tuesday, Thursday lives in the beginning, and there was a point where, you know what – it was where Hawaii was going back into phase one and we were going back into node work and I felt myself kind of getting a little more into myself, you know, a little more reclosed, a little more, I don't want to share so much. And so I cut off my Tuesdays. I just said Thursdays only. I just said, you know, hey, I'll be here, but once a week. And I, and I regret that because, you know, Gary Vee's always pushing schedules. He's always pushing, you know, be adamant on your time. You don't like, you know, like just make sure you say you're going to be somewhere, be somewhere. And I was building something. And so I kind of feel like that dipped down below, you know, kind of hurt me a little bit, but I have to be human and have to kind of recognize those are my feelings, accept it and move forward, you know, mm-hmm. burnouts happen. And here's the thing too, it's I've kind of acknowledged, okay, I'm not going to sit here and film every day. I'm going to batch my content. I'm going to schedule a whole month's worth of filming and then I'm going to go ahead and do it and do it and do it. But here's the thing is what you guys don't see is I'm not a perfectionist, but I am a I want it to look right because I do know it has the potential to reach 3 million views and everybody has their, has their version of the old fashion or a long Island or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm not sensitive, but I, I do take things to heart and I'm learning to have a thicker skin as I go along. So some videos will take two or three or four or five takes, you know, and it is what it is because I just want to have the end product be good quality. And that's just something that I'm working on where I have to stop giving a shit about what people think so much. And that's just on me. And like, I, I, I care too much, you know, I'm trying not to care. I really am, but it's hard, but I'm trying. But I think that that makes your content and makes your brand what it is because like, I don't, I mean, I think you know, super polished content that is just absolutely flawless to some people can be like, Oh, they're just putting in so much work to it. I think like when you see that human side, I think it's like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, like you, know, you messed up her count a little bit or whatever. Like, oh, he stuttered on that. Or people would like say, like, you know, you don't blink a lot in your videos. I'm like, yeah, it's because I'm cutting it. So for the, the five yeah. seconds that I'm talking, I didn't blink. But yeah, when you put it together for yeah. a minute, it's like, oh god. But uh, yeah, like I love the fact that you just you constantly learn throughout the uh, throughout the process. Um, so one person saying like, you know, you should go on tour. Is that something that you ever uh, consider like putting together like a Paradise Bartender uh, world uh, world tour or? Heck yes. <laughs> Heck yes. I'm all about meeting new people. I'm all about, like, that's why I love bartending is I just love talking to new people and saying, hey, what's going on? Let's get together. Let's find one common thing in common and let's just kind of talk about it. I will have to slow down my speech a lot. I will have to practice talking at a slower level um, probably after COVID's done. But I just think it'd be cool to kind of go to different cities and see, you know, what different bars are are, you know, what's pumping over there? What's their specialty cocktail? What's what's the hot drink in, in, in your area? You know, because it could be different yeah. from my area. Like we were living in Kansas City, it was rock lobsters. And I've never heard of them ever before. And so when I got there, people were ordering them. And I was just like, what is this drink? It wasn't even on TikTok. It wasn't on TikTok. It wasn't even on Google, you know? And I was just like, how do I make this? But I just thought how each region, each place has their own flow and has their own, you know, kind of, this is how we do it here take it or leave it and that's just what I love about bartending and every bartender has their own style too so maybe a tour a, a tour of the bars 
that'd okay. be kind of fun. I can visit different talk. I could visit different TikTok TikTokers at their bar and hang out with them for a day. I yeah. I, I mean, I think that there are so many opportunities that you that you can like you know promote yourself to be like, hey, like I'll come in, kind of like what John Taffer does with Bar Rescue, and be like, hey, you know, like I'll look over your bar, and we can you know, or I'll do like a guest bartending spot or something like that. Like, I think the the world is your oyster, uh, just from you know watching your talent and watching your personality. Thank you. He kind of scares me, so I don't. He's way on my level. I'll put this out there in case he ever watches this or hears this. He's way on my level, and I think he's a genius. So we'll just leave it at that. But um, no, I think that'd be really cool to do. Yeah, no, John. I I know I DM'd him because I've told people like on the show I have the uh, I have like three categories of guests that I want to invite. I have like the friends and family who I can you know I'm pretty sure I can get. I have the. Uh, well, well, I forgot what I had it. Like the the likely group, like you know, I could probably get them. Like they're a little bit of a re- or that's what the reach guests. And then I have like the ha good luck, like big stars. Whatever, like you were on that list, and I'm like, if they if I get a yes out of them, are you serious? Bless me. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I have it highlighted in everything. And John was like one of my first DMs because like I love his content. So uh, he didn't answer, obviously. <laughs> but uh, hopefully one day I can get him on this show. Um, can we pause you there? Can you go ahead and throw me to the friends and family list, please? Thank you. Oh, absolutely. After this, yes, absolutely. Ashley Help is moving into the uh, into the white and out of the orange list. So, uh, absolutely. thank you, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I, exclusive kind of list is this? <laughs> I, I see. We have. I think we have a question in here. Uh, where is? So, I mean, this is it's, it's a very personal question. Where is your store located? You can feel free to uh, give as much or as little detail as you like about it. No, totally. Um, so I work at Lucky Strike Social. We're located in Oahu in Albumana. Um, it is a bowling alley, arcade, nightclub, all into one. Uh, so right now we're currently closed. We've been closed for a while. And I really don't know the future of what's going to happen as far as bars in Hawaii go. But I'm here on TikTok. I'm here on Instagram. I'm here now. You can find me virtually everywhere. So there's that. But um, I, I mean, and I worked all over as well. But my last bar was Lucky Strike Social. It was a great bar to work at. I actually opened with them in 2017. I was there. This would have been my third year this August. Mm-hmm. So I loved my coworkers. I loved my managers. I loved my regulars. I just, everything about that place felt like home to me, you know? And so it just, it's bittersweet that you you be had to say goodbye without really saying goodbye, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, so I'm glad that you met Megs again. I know we discussed it. Like, I didn't know how much detail you wanted to give. But, like, part of the reason we bonded was that we both worked for the same company. Like, I, obviously, I, I loved your content in general. And then, like, one day I was just looking. I'm like, those glasses look very familiar. Like, and then I saw the POS system. I'm like, oh, my God, tell me she works for Lucky Strike. So I DM'd you, and I'm just like, hey, I don't want to sound creepy or anything. But, like, do you work for Lucky Strike? Because I do as well, just in the uh, one of the New York locations. So I'm like... Hey, look at this. Like it's a, it's a pretty small world after all. I was actually really glad it was a fellow coworker or you know, a, yeah, a fellow coworker who yeah. had DNC instead of, you know, somebody strange who just had found me a lucky strike. Yeah, that could and be I'm scary. just been like, Hey, hey, it's me, I'm here, you know. Uh, so that was you were the first person to kind of pinpoint where I work, pinpoint exactly where it was. And so I'm really happy that that interaction was with you first with somebody else because it made the open exchange of okay. I don't have to be so hesitant about where I work a little bit easier. So I do thank you for reaching out to me because that honestly, in case you didn't know, made it a little bit easier to think for people. Hey, I'm a lucky strike. Come visit me. So someone's saying like, she take, she take it, man. I know she's married. Yo, I'm taken too. like, relax. Like you, you can be nice and not necessarily be flirting with someone. So like, let's, let's call a spade a spade. Um, So the fact that we do work for the same company and also just a note to people, like if you do, recognize where someone works or who they are or whatever like dm them don't like put that in the comment section because maybe 
Like maybe you didn't want it known in public that you work for Lucky Strike, like so something like that. So if you wanted to talk to them about it, I would suggest like just DM them before you just put their stuff on blast and out in public. All over the comments, Lucky Strike, Lucky Strike, Lucky Strike, delete, 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 delete. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, speaking of the fact that we do work for the same company, what did your bosses mm-hmm. think when you started like recording and started and you know, really started kind of gaining traction? Okay. So I have a very, I have a very special personality. Let's just say that, you know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a go-getter. I'm a hustler. And I'm a talker. And so I kind of told my GM, Hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to buy my product and we're going to go ahead and do this. And he was just like, wait, what? Because I talk very, very when I want when, when I want something, I don't really know if I'm gonna get a yes or a no. I can just talk really, really quickly so they get distracted and just a yes at the end, you know. <laughs> but he was just like, "Wait, what did you say?" So I showed him TikTok and I was kind of like, "This is what I want to do." I I'm more of an ask first and that do first after permission. So I'd already made the uh, double vodka soda, so yeah. that was already done and over with. So I showed him, you know, hey, this is, this is traction. I want to let you know I am buying the product. I am doing this. I am doing that. I'm doing it when it is slow, you know. Um, so actually, I had a lot of really good. I had a lot of good support from my general manager and from my bar manager, from all my managers. They were all just really like, "Wow, like go get it, girl, get after it," you know. Because I was just transparent. I wasn't trying to hide it. I wasn't trying to be like, you know, this, that, the other. But I will say this because this is where I kind of it got a little tricky. I would want to do it on nights where you know I'm at work because obviously I want to do it on Thursdays, whereas we had three 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 uh, dollar Thursdays and it's a little bit cheaper and I can buy products at cheaper cost. But I was also closing the bar with other people, and I wouldn't want to know if it would get into money because I wouldn't want to, you know, I would feel bad if I was gone for 15 minutes. Okay, well, now my doctor might pay by 15 minutes, or what am I doing, you know? So that area got kind of tricky. So moving it away from the bar and bringing it home actually kind of cut that out altogether and made me feel a little bit more kosher because I could just go to work and focus at work. Because I don't, when I was at work, I was just focusing on, oh, the, the, the next video and what can I do and how can I do this? Because I was just so passionate about it and I still am, you know, but time and a place, man, you know, and yeah. I had to kind of be at work and I had to focus and, you know, I, I, I had really good support from my GMs and really good support from my coworkers and I did it for as well as long as I could do it and my, my regulars loved it, but it had to stop eventually. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, and I'm I'm very much like you in that. Like, I kind of want to be a, a do first, ask for permission later kind of thing. Because I think sometimes, like, it's tough to see the picture when someone's pitching you an idea. But I feel like if you can at least bring it to them and deliver and then say, look, this is what we're doing. Not here's what I have in my mind. At least it's, you know, a little bit better. Like, I feel like I'd rather get like a little chewed out over like, why did you t- kind of take the initiative? Why'd you, why were you presumptuous in doing this rather than giving a great idea and then you get the we'll think about it. Like, I'd rather say like you see it and it's like, Oh, this is cool. Or like, you know, you should have done this. Like, I feel like I'd rather deal with the latter over the, uh, over the former. I agree. It actually helped too, that I had a few people come in on Fridays and Saturdays. Cause I was in the service, you know how you rotate the service well, I was in the service well once, once a month. And I put it on live and people would come from the TikTok to see the lives. They would come. So my sales were boosting. I was still, I was in the service well, but I was still ringing $1,500, $2,000. You know, it was still turning burn in there, you know? So mm-hmm. they were kind of like, okay, girl, like you can work it and you can do that and you can do everything. You do you. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. I just, I had, I had all the support and that was just, Having a, a, a good supportive team and Lucky Strike is all about just being supportive and the family mentality, that made a big difference to me. Yeah. 
like I said, I was only there since October before COVID hit, but I, I've been on record on this show and, and to my friends and family, like, I love my GM, like, I, I love the, the regional manager that we have, so, like, I feel at home when I'm there, so, like, you know, this is not just, you know, let's just promote Lucky Strike, like, it, it's it's the real deal, and you're hearing from two people on complete opposite sides of uh, of the country. Exactly. So, you so in your TikTok fame, you've also, you know, you were interviewed by Forbes, was uh, last month or two months ago? Mm-hmm. So have you ever thought about like the fact that like you were just you went from just a bartender somewhere in Hawaii to now you're one of the biggest bartenders in the world getting in- interviewed by by Forbes magazine like has that reality hit you yet or no? So um that interview actually happened uh, cu- a couple months prior so it actually happened in April or May I don't remember when okay. it happened and it wasn't until it was about to be released that it kind of, I think I was in shock still because I was kind of like oh whatever it's it's coming along <laughs> and then it was going to be released and I was kind of like Oh shit! I'm I'm, I'm gonna be on Forbes. I'm gonna be on. I'm I'm gonna be. That's a pretty big magazine. That's a pretty big. That's a that's a big establishment. Whether it's online or print or whatever, you know. And I had a moment of this is pretty big. This is life changing. And are you ready for this, Ashley? And the answer is yes, 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 all the way around, 100. percent I'm ready to kick ass and just do it. Like that Forbes interview kind of escalated things on Instagram for me as well, which kind of crossed platforms. And I did think that. I didn't even think they're possible, and it kind of legitimate, legitified me to where she's not just this girl who's happy and just ah, like you know talking all the time. She's a legitimate bartender. She's been doing it for a while, and I do want to say this: I've been doing it for eight years, but I still have things to learn. You know, I mean, I, I was a speed bartender for a long time, and you know, I, I did corporate for a while, but my my heart and soul was speed bartending, and and you know, uh, just turn and burn. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I do want to learn mythology, and I do want to learn. Uh, what's it called? Uh, flare bartending. I do want to learn all that. So there is room to grow, you know, I hear you. Uh, I'm just, I'm like trying to also like watch the comments to make sure like I'm not missing any, any questions or anything like that. Um, You're good. you mentioned in the Forbes interview that, uh, you, you were setting up to make like your next big move in the uh, mm-hmm. article. I'm curious what is, like, have you made the next big move yet or what does it look like or how much can you reveal? Um, so I'm a really big person of, of not personally, I don't really, I, I believe a lot in like the universe and in like, you know, making vision boards and kind of seeing it and doing it. So it's funny you ask, I just made a vision board for TikTok and Instagram and all my social media platforms of where I want to be by the end of this year. Okay. Cause like I said earlier, I kicked ass the first six months and that's fine. Again, yeah, that's easy. You know what I mean? The hard work comes now. And I am a procrastinator. I can procrastinate with the best of them. I am one to kind of, oh, it's due on the 7th, on the 25th of July. That's fine. 24th works just great. Let's go out Thursday yeah. film, you know? So how can I work on that? How can I do better? The future for me looks like TikTok domination. I want to kind of be everywhere, not just as far as bartending, but I want to talk about mental health. I want to talk about being positive. I want to talk about exercise. I want to talk about living an island lifestyle, like being here and being happy and being outside and just going on hikes and just, you know, I want to dominate that. And I want to also expand via all the platforms, whether it's Twitter or LinkedIn or Pinterest, no, all of it, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Snapchat, YouTube. I want to take over everything. And it's just kind of, I want to be a household name. In the beginning, people were kind of comparing me to Rachel Ray. And it's kind of, they were using it as an insult because my voice and like her voice. But I'm like, you know what, F it. I will be the next Rachel Ray, Rachel Ray, because you know what? It's a household name and everybody knows her. And that's where I want to be. Like, you know, I want to kind of be able to paradise bartender. Oh, it's a Friday night. It's coming some cocktails. Where are we looking? Not Google, not YouTube. Let's go to TikTok and pull her up. You know, that's where I want to be. 
And it also kind of extends for further than that too, but I will stop there. No, I'm, I'm loving this. Like I'm all for the, okay, fine. You want to hate, you want to make fun. That's fine. I'm going to laugh my ass all the way to the bank. Like you want to make fun of me for being Rachel Ray. I will happily exchange checkbooks with Rachel Ray. You think that someone, you want to compare me to some dating coach, whatever you want like, I will happily switch places with them. Absolutely. So go ahead. Keep hating from your, from your keyboard and whatnot. You're there watching me. Remember that. <laughs> and it still takes me time to learn that. I'm still learning, but thank you. Yes, exactly. So we're helping each other here. I'm, I'm going to learn a little bit about bartending. You're going to learn a little bit about, you know, like, so I guess self-empowerment. I don't even know what, what the right terminology would be, but we're all in this together. Um, so you, as you started, you know, gaining TikTok fame and whatnot, you know, a big part of, any decisions come, you know, if you have a significant other and with your husband, like what was his reaction to, you know, you really kind of growing on TikTok and becoming this, you know, internet personality. What was his reaction to all of it? Okay. So I'll be honest with you once again, I had been trying to do this internet social media thing for a while now. My first time doing it was this past year, 2019, all 2019, when I was trying to document our wedding and being a bride here in Hawaii and, you know, like our bachelorette party and all that. And I got some traction, but it wasn't traction that I wanted. So Jared knew, I've always known that I kind of wanted to do something social media-esque. I want to be not in the limelight, but I kind of want to talk to people, talk to everybody, and just, you know, be on social media. And he was really supportive when it came to doing the whole TikTok and doing it at work and as far as you know what hey it's going to take some money you know you have to put some money in before you get some money out let's go put on the credit card whatever you need to do and I wasn't you know our cocktails you know our prices I was mm -hmm. making Jameson's crowns I was making our pink elephants these were a hundred dollar towels in the night you know and it's just he just said okay get it and you know especially here's here's the kicker and here's where I kind of feel like having a partner that is ride or die for so you having a partner that's just like, you know, hey, I get you and I get your dream. Let's do it. He and I were having a conversation and it was right after, right after quarantine happened. And I was kind of all over the place at my job and what I should do. And should I, you know what? I can get a job anywhere because I'm not back on the TikTok because I just, I can barge in anywhere. You know, I was like, okay, should I go? Should I go apply somewhere else? Should I go see what I can do? Should I go serve somewhere? I kind of serve tables. And he looked at me, he's like, Ashley, you're doing what you love just do it like i'll support you i'll do whatever you need to do we have this time now kick ass now we'll never get this time ever again just do it we stand a supportive partner like that is every i mean if you have a ride or die spouse you have no idea how far ahead you are of people that don't have that like you can have the money you can have whatever but like someone who is there who loves you unconditionally and is going to root you on that feeling is unlike anything oh. else no, I agree. My contract's getting dry here, folks. I'm not crying. No, no, it's, it's quite all right. Um, so, you know, you, you are the paradise bartender you know, because you're based in Hawaii. So I'm curious. Um, you always hear people say, like, you know, it's places, you know, Hawaii, LBI, like, yeah, you'd love to vacation there, but you'd never want to live there. Have you found that to be even remotely true? I moved and came back. Okay. <laughs> Like, you know, it's, I, I, I mean, I just like the lifestyle here and the, and the Aloha culture and everybody here. It's, I, I love it. And I kind of feel you get to find where you vibe and find where you fit. My husband and I love the ocean. He loves, he's such an ocean creature. He can go out for hours and hours and hours. I am more so tan the beach, go in while I'm hot, tan the beach again, you know. But he loves the ocean. He loves being out in the water in his sailboat. And I love talking to people and, you know, embracing with a hug and a kiss and saying, hi, I missed you so much. Just the culture here, you know. And it's just kind of like we did move to KC, and I did love that culture as well. It's very similar to here, but it wasn't the ocean aspect. So I kind of feel like find where you buy, find where your soul is happy, and make that your place. Make that your, you know, 
where you want to be. So maybe Hawaii isn't for everybody, or, you know, the British Virgin Islands isn't for everybody, and that's okay. That's totally fine. You know, if you want to go for vacation, come for vacation. Appreciate your time here, and then go back home. Like, wherever home might be. It might be in a cool place, Alaska. It might, you're, you're maybe a hot person, maybe in Alaska. That's fine, you know? Mm-hmm. Go wherever you're happy and be happy, man. Like, I, I again, I, I follow you on social media, and I'm like, God, it looks so beautiful there. Like, like I would love to live there. Like, who like who wouldn't want to live there? That water, that weather, like, you know, it seems like the lifestyle, like you said, it seems very relaxed and chill and friendly, and I'm like, it seems like a great place. So the people who say, like, you know, yeah, you can do it for a little while, but imagine living there, like, that, that was your, your life every day. I'm like, it sounds amazing. So, like I said, I, I figured you're the, you're the only person I know who lives in Hawaii. So I figured I would uh, give you a, a shot of that question. Um, what do you love most about Hawaii? Like, if you had to pinpoint like one specific thing, the sunshine. <laughs> it's just year is like year round, like you know, just su- sunshine. Like, what is what is winter like in Hawaii? I'm curious. So winter will definitely run from November until about February or. March and it kind of will get really cloudy and really rainy. We definitely have our rainy days, you know, but it's nothing compared to uh, Midwest or a mainland winter where it's just dark and gray from October until January. And it took me living in, in the mainland to kind of realize seasonal depression is real <laughs> and vitamin D is a, is a vitamin that you kind of need, you know, like give it to me, especially when it's just, I, I've, I've been here almost all my life and I've grown up just being outdoors in the sunshine. I've, I was a cheerleader and a gymnast. I've always been kind of active outdoors and you know, I just, I love the sunshine, just being happy. And I feel like having just, just the opportunity to go out whenever you want to go out. Ooh, my, my whole flight, my whole yeah. power switched off. Sorry. Just the opportunity to kind of have power, have power, excuse me, to have the opportunity to go outside whenever you want to go outside and kind of go on a hike or go to the beach or do whatever and be an active lifestyle. That makes you a happy person. Okay. No, I, I love that. Like I said, you, you make Hawaii look, you would, you would be the best spokesperson for Hawaii. Just, just watching you do your thing. Yeah. Uh, shifting focus to the actual bartending aspect of, of what you do. What is one, well, first of all, what is your favorite drink to make? Even if it's not necessarily your favorite drink to, to drink, what is your favorite one just to make? So this is actually kind of a funny question because it's not so much a drink, it's more sort of scenario. If okay. I am working on a Friday or Saturday night and like a group of people come up, that's a bachelorette party or bachelor party or friends, whatever, and they're all like, you know what, hey, we want a party. Let's get 10 Vegas bombs. Let's get 20 shots of Patron. Let's do this. I'm like, heck yeah, let's do it. Heck yeah, because I, they want a party. Their energy is matching my energy level because that's where I'm at the whole night. I'm at let's go, let's go, let's go. And if they're there and I'm there and you're just driving the whole night, they will stay in front of you the whole night long. And they will keep doing the 20 shots, the 10 shots, the 15 shots. And before you know it, it's, oh, last call. What? It's last call? <laughs> How did that happen? You know, and that, that makes it so like you're having fun while you're at your job. And that's where your passion is your job. And that's where time just flies. And so it's more so a scenario for me, not so much a shot or a, or a drink. It's when I have a group of people who come up and they're vibing and they want to kind of kick it and they want to just, they're, they're here to party and they're here to, you know, let's just do it. I am your girl. You want to come see me every weekend. I will be there for you. I'll remember your drink next time you come in. I'll remember your whole group's drinks. Let's do it. You know? Okay. What what is an underrated drink that you think most people don't know about but should? Ooh, an underrated. That's a good. That's okay. That's a really good question. An underrated drink that people don't know about but should. Oh, okay. So it's not a lucky strike drink. But it's okay. still like a drink drink. Okay, yeah. it is called the frozen mo, and it's from I think it's from the Sheridan or it's from um, 
I think it's from the Sheridan. It's one of my favorite like fruit fruit drinks. And basically all it is is a frozen, it's a frozen mojito with coconut syrup inside or coconut cream. And it is to die for. It is the best like Saturday or a hot summer day drink. And you're kind of like, ooh, that tastes good. You have one, two, three, with a little bit of the coconut rum inside. It is mm-hmm. fancy. Not fancy, but like it's just like you feel fancy and it's just you flip it up in a big blender. It's one of my favorites. And people don't really know about it because it's just like a specialty cocktail to the Sheridan. I only ever get it when my husband's in-laws are in town and they're staying at the Sheridan because you know they're, they're staying they're staying somewhere and we get to go play like, tourists for a day you know and so I just think it's interesting for me for it's a vibe I'm having fun I'm talking about the pool you know I'm relaxing so when, hi oh, we're back and we're back see there we go sorry about that I don't even know what happened my wi-fi is still working and everything I, nothing is broken everything is working so I do apologize for that no it's it's, <laughs> it's all good like I said technical difficulties are are, are part of the game uh, Jordan Alyssa saying, please ask her story. I would like to, I would like to bartend when I'm older and I've always wanted to know how to be as talented as her. So I guess, yeah, what would be your, your tips and tricks to if, like wanting to become a bartender? Get your foot in the door, whether it's being a hostess or a server or a busser or a bar bag or a food runner, whatever you want to do, get your foot in the door. Um, I started off as a cashier. No, excuse me. I started off working at a movie theater, being an usher. So let's just start there, you know, and I worked my kind of way up from there and, when I was working at my first nightclub, which was a country bar, I was a cocktail waitress for about six months, seven months. And I was kind of hustling. And when I was at work, I showed up to work. I was the girl that kind of, I made sure that I was working in the room. I made sure that if you were drinking, I knew your drink where I knew what was going on. If you came down the stairs, hey, what's going on, guys? Nice to meet you. I'm Ashley. How can I take care of you? I knew everybody that walked in. And that kind of motivation, that work ethic took me from being the cocktail waitress to being a bartender in six months. And it wasn't even me asking. It was one night I was working the, I was working the floor, and my GM asked me, hey, Ash, do you want to bartend? And I looked at her, and I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, do you want to change behind the bar? And I was just like, oh, my God, oh, yes. yes. <laughs> I was like, they were all just so cool to me, and they were all just like, they, they're the creme de creme to me, you know what I mean? So my number one advice to you is get your foot in the door. And don't put, get your foot in the door and leave your ego out the door. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to mess up. Don't be afraid to, you know, if you drop something, you drop something, it's okay. If you have a question, ask a question. I'd rather you ask me 10 10 stupid questions than, you know, get behind the bar on a busy Friday night and I don't know how to make a margarita. You know, that's not going to cut it with me. Because then I'll rip you a new one and be like, hey, you're wasting my time, you're wasting their time, you're costing me money. What are you doing here? You know, because I'm nice and all that, but there's also a a, a line of, exactly. Time is money, baby. And especially like in the bar industry, like, you know, you make your money from you know Thursday nights through like Sunday mornings or whatever like it's a very short window to make that and it's really Friday Saturday so like every minute that you're screwing up or not doing your job you are costing me a lot of money and I'm not going to be kind to it because this is how I make my living if you're a bartender so and if you're a manager like you need those Friday Saturday numbers because that's like I was a man you were a bartender I was a manager at Lucky Strike like you know we need to kind of get on people and that, we don't want to be mean but you know the same goes time is money um no I agree with you Elizabeth was asking, are my DMs? Oh, my DMs are open. You can just obviously DM me and request. I'll try to get to you as soon as possible. I do answer every DM. It just sometimes might take me a little while depending on what's going on in life. Um, Another question I have for you. So for aspiring bartenders, what are like three or five, like the top drinks you have to know? Like the first drinks you should know. For sure, a Long Island. That's going to be one of the ones that whether you're working, you know, a corporate job, whether you're working in a nightclub, people are going to order a Long Island every now and again. Mm-hmm. A Bloody Mary. A good Bloody Mary is always a good, like, you want to have a solid Bloody Mary under your belt. And old-fashioned. There are several different ways to how to make an old-fashioned. I'm not going to say which one's the best, which one you should do. People say use fruit, don't use fruit, this, that, the other. There are multiple ways. Look online. 
find the way that you like the most and make it your own. Make sure you nail it. So when somebody comes up to the bar and they ask you, hey, can I make them old-fashioned? Sure, no problem. You're not Googling. You're not doing whatever. It looks like you're confident. And the person who's ordering old-fashioned isn't typically your younger drinker. They're more established. They have the money. They'll be impressed. You're like, okay, she knows what she's doing. All right, let me, talk, let me have some of this, you know? Another one, on that same level, be a martini. Know how to make a martini. Know, know, know the questions to ask. Do you want vodka or gin? Do you want chicken or stir? Do you want upper on the rocks? You know, do you want dirty or do you want it clean? Know the questions to ask. Know how to ask it. Once again, be confident. So, once, so we had the Long Island. We had the uh, Old Fashioned. We had the martini. Another one that I would suggest knowing is a fun shot, like a fun sweet shot. So I really love a Scooby snack or an STP. Those are really great, they're really great snacks. snacks. They're really great shots to have under your belt because STP is a fun one to have, but multiple reasons you know so it's a scooby snacks scooby snack i can't talk today excuse me okay. and it has whipped cream and the color is really pretty and it tastes good everybody enjoys it i never get it sent back to me you know so have one of those and also i kind of feel like a layered cocktail you want to okay. have a layered cocktail under your belt as far as like it can be a layered shot like a skinny alligator or it can be a layered drink like um i just did one the new york sour where it's kind of like a, a, a wine and bourbon mixture if it looks cool and if you present in that type of way <laughs> Once again, if it looks cool to the customer, you're going to get tipped a little bit more. My end goal for all bartenders is to make the most money that you can. Come into work and make those eight hours work for you. Don't work for them. Nice. Uh, Kat's asking, how do you unjam a stuck Boston shaker cap and lid? I, I see so many people like, bang. oh, God, yeah, please. Right. All I know is you do not bang the, the glass or the shaker against, no. the, uh, against the, no. the bar. No, you don't do that. And I've... I won't lie, you've done it a time or two. I went to Korean jam. Okay, I gotta get this out right away. Here's what I suggest. If you kind of have your pint glass, your shaker, don't mind my shaker, it is, it is, it's yours and it's loved, you know. I suggest kind of working it against your body. Slowly kind of go back and forth, back and forth. Don't put too much pressure where you crack that rim, but enough through kind of you work it to release it from one side. You hear that, whoop, that little pressure of air, and you get from the other, and you work it against your body a little bit, you know, because I don't want you to bang it, bang, bang, bang against the, against the uh, bar top because A, you're going to break your whole entire glass and you'll lose all of your product. B, that's that's a bad pour cost. C, it looks terrible. It can go into your service well there for your whole entire well. How is that good for anybody? So kind of play with it against your chest a little bit, you know, just kind of see where it goes. Don't boom, 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 boom. Don't press it in there. You know, I want you to have, see, now it's stuck. What I want you to do is when you go ahead and, and do your, your shake, your shake, your shake, 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 excuse me, yeah. you have your buildable cup, you have your shaker, grab it, Pull it towards you, flip it, hold it like a football to where you have your thumb and your other three fingers, and you always will have control. You're never not having control. It doesn't have to be stuck in there. You know what I mean? That's where you have cracked ribs. See, you hold it like a football, you will never let yourself get hurt. I mean, you might, you might feel it kind of dislodge a little bit. That's fine. Pull your whole hand down and save the cocktail. Be okay. confident in yourself and yourself as a bartender. You know, it takes time, it takes practice. Buy a shaker and a pint glass from Starbucks, from Starbucks, from Amazon, you know, and practice at home with water. That's what I did every day for months and months and months in the beginning, you know? Yeah, like I said, you have your own little setup there. I mean, you don't need to necessarily get the full full scale thing, but yeah, if you want to be a good bartender, like get you know, buy a little practice set or whatever and just learn. Like you'll learn how to pour, learn how to use jiggers and everything like that, and eventually, you know, you'll get better over time. Um what, what did I have here? How do you deal? Because this is something even when I've had to jump behind the bar and work. How do you deal with customers who say, there's no alcohol in here. Or this this is so weak. You can pay for a double if you want. It's no problem. <laughs> I, no, I, I mean, I feel like that's the easiest way. But, I mean, I wish I'd tell them, like, you know, this is how the cocktail is made. You know, like I, I, I poured it correctly. 
yeah, I don't know what else. It, it's awkward because like you don't want to like call them a liar, but at the same time, like you know how you poured it. Like I use jiggers because I'm not on your level, so like I know if I'm going to use jiggers, like it's going to be measured out. So yeah. I kind of want to be like I. I I can make the drink. Like you can order another one, and I'll make it in front of you, and it's gonna taste exactly the same. But you're gonna see, like you know, you're like you're wrong for all intents and purposes. So uh, I guess yeah, like you said, just telling them you can order a double if you want. That's probably the best way to go about it. Well, here's well here's what I do too, because I'm behind the bar. Like I said e- earlier, ego is to come into play, and this is Sassy Ashley, and Sassy Ashley is here. You know, she's not. I'm not gonna take any shit. I'm gonna be like, you know what? Hey, I poured what I poured. I know on my four counts, I get four tested once a week every day. I mean, I have test anxiety, so I made sure that I would ace those tests, you know, because I that's just how I was, you know. And I just kind of told them, you know, listen, you know, paper double, paper double. And if not, like that's fine. Now there are days too to where. He's like, you customers were arguing, you're getting in line. You're okay, no problem. You know, my bad. Let me go ahead and fix it for you. And what I do there, I take his glass away from him, turn on the side, and do a little dab down the straw, just mm-hmm. a little bit. They can kind of see a little bit going in. They don't actually see how much. I'm never even putting an ounce of liquor in. I'm not, not even putting a quarter ounce. I'm just putting a dab down the straw when they first taste it. Tasting that alcohol, like, oh, okay, thanks, appreciate it. I didn't even put anything in there. But it's just it's just the look of okay, you know. So you can be sassy. That's one way. The other way is to kind of appease them. Okay, no problem. I'll fix it for you. Turn around. Ha ha. Get back to them. You know. But at the yeah. end of the day, know what you're gonna get. If you're gonna go to the bar, an ounce and a half is standard shot, or one ounce depending on where you at. Where, where you at? If you want to go ahead, you want to get a double shot, order a double shot. You know. Know mm-hmm. that if you want to order a triple, it's not gonna happen because that's probably illegal. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Triple J, yeah, that's probably not a good idea. Um, Antonio asked a question in the comment section. It's actually one that I had down that I wanted to ask. Have you ever made an angel shot for someone? Or, or have, uh, you, has, have you ever had someone order an angel shot? Should, is probably the, the correct way to ask it. Luckily, I have not had anybody order an angel shot from me. I do know what it is. I do know the extent of everything that, that it is with it. I kind of feel like it is a great it's a great shot to make. There are so many different variations now that I, I think angel shot with wings, angel shot with that. I don't, I don't know all the different variations, but I do not take them to my bar. You ask for an angel shot. You need my help in some way, you know, and not everybody, I want to put this out there for all bartenders. Not everybody knows that. Not everybody knows what an angel shot looks like or how to ask for help. So if you are behind the bar and if you see a couple, or if you see somebody kind of arguing or, you know, somebody getting out of hand, whether it's a guy or a girl or friends or whatever, you're the sober one here. You're the one who's been providing the alcohol. You're the one who's in charge. Take control. Hey, what's going on? Hey, that's not okay. You can't treat her that way. You can't do that, you know. Step in. Because you don't know if you stepping in saves somebody's life or saves them from, you know, getting hurt that night. Because alcohol, it can bring out good sides of people and bad sides of people. You just never know. And I just, I'm a big advocate of, you know, if you see something, say something. No matter if you feel like you just written the wrong or whatever. If you feel something in your gut, then say it. So angel shot, yes, I do know, but I want people to be aware of look up and see other things as well. You know, always be aware of what's going on in your bar. Yeah, cause I, I've heard about the angel shot or whatever, and I'm glad that Antonio brought it up. And I think that's, it's important for, for anyone, I mean, obviously, especially women, to know, like, you know, hey, if you're ever in that dangerous situation, to know what an angel shot is, to know, to ask for it, whatever. And if the bartender doesn't seem to know, because it might not be a well-known thing all around, keep ask, keep asking the other bartenders. Ask them, tell the manager, like, hey, can I get an angel shot, whatever. Hopefully mm-hmm. someone will... Will be aware, but also you hope that someone else will, uh, like an, an innocent bystander, will hopefully step in to, to help you out. And I kind of like, I agree with you there. It's like, if you need help, ask for help. Like, hey, can I get like a water? Hey, can I get say something? Speak out loud. The bartenders are going to be there, and we will be your biggest advocate. I will hide you in the back. I will make sure you're safe. I will make I will get you a cab and take you home myself. Like whatever you need to do, I will make sure that you're safe and sound, that you feel secure. Like it's just you know that's just 
money money aside, if somebody's in trouble, that's the number one priority. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I do these daily segments every day. I mean, today being Wednesday, I do like, would you rather Wednesday? So it's five, five Instagram questions that I put up on for, for polls for people to answer. So I want to ask you these questions. You can give me your answers and then we'll reveal the, uh, the poll results behind them. And I tried making them uh, bartending or bar related for you. Uh, so the first question is, would you rather have a beer or a cocktail or a mixed drink? Cocktail mixed drink, which was 82%. I figured a lot. I, I was shocked. That it was that disproportionate like i'm a twisted tea guy like that's the only drink that i drink i'm not a big drinker uh, but i was actually shocked that it was 82 to 18 um would you rather go to a crowded bar with dancing or a low-key dive bar okay okay well what's the hard one because i i love dancing <laughs> okay so my personal self i love dancing i like going to crowded bars however i know my drinking self i want to be the dive bar and kind of just chill i, I would say dive bar Okay. Uh, 64% said dive bar. 36% said they'd rather be in a crowded bar with dancing. Uh, number three, would you rather have a nice bartender who makes terrible drinks or a rude bartender who makes exceptional drinks? A rude bartender. I can appreciate a rude bartender all day long. Honey, you've been hustling. You've been working. I, what do you need from me? You need a McDonald's? Are you hungry? You need a snack? What can I do for you? But thank you for working. Thank you for being here. Thank you for my drink correctly. I appreciate you. They probably haven't been appreciated enough. Just say thank you. And I want to give a shout out to uh, to Josh in the comment section. I see a couple of people who I guess joined late and they were asking what an angel shot is. And Josh was kind enough to uh, to explain what it is. And again, this is going to be a podcast tomorrow. So anyone who is joining late to the party, you can catch it tomorrow. You can catch the full episode. And we're definitely going to – I'll timestamp this so people know when to look for an angel shot. And you can get Ashley's explanation and uh, our exchange about it. Uh, number four, would you rather do karaoke at a bar or watch karaoke at a bar? Do karaoke. What is your karaoke, karaoke? What is your karaoke go-to song? Okay, so I do love. Okay, okay, so I love to mix a lot. Baby got back. I know every single word to that song. Every single word. That is like, like if I'm having fun, I actually and I've had a few drinks in me, and I'm like, oh my god, that's karaoke. That's my song. Or come on, Eileen. That's also. A that, that's my fiance's. That's like that's her family's anthem. anthem. Uh, come on, Eileen. Oh yeah, absolutely. Da -da, da -da. You know, it's a good song. It's always yeah. a good karaoke song. Okay. Uh, I, I would absolutely be singing. I mean, I know she, like, that's how we, we met at karaoke, so obviously we would be singing, but I was curious. And I know your energy, so I'm like, I feel like she'd be a singer, not a watcher, but uh, that's always good to hear. Uh, and the final would you rather question, would you rather be set up on a blind date? Well, obviously you have to use the mindset if you were single. Would you rather be set up on a blind, on a blind date with someone you don't remember dating, like you went on one or three dates with them, uh, mm -hmm. or be stood up on a date by someone you really liked? I would rather be stood up on a date by somebody I really liked because I would feel horrible about not remembering somebody where I had interaction and that guilt would stay with me longer than the like, the like, whatever, he didn't show up. Like the guilt of like, oh, like we had interaction, I yell at him me and I'm just a bitch. Like that would just kind of get to me like on a whole other level. And that's like my anxiety comes in, I get in my head and it's a whole other topic there. Uh, so, so you said you'd rather be set up only 24% said they'd rather be set up. So 76% said they'd rather go on the blind date with someone they don't remember. I, I'm with you. I'm like, I would feel awful if like kind of have that, how I met your mother, Ted Mosby situation of like, oh my God, we, we've dated before. And like, I've had that situation with, with the guy, like, the, I knew who she was, but the girl didn't like remember me. And I'm like, yeah, you, like, yeah, we made it at a party. Like. Eight I years ago, it was like, magical for me. Where, where the fuck were you? It's magical. Where were you? I was there. I know, right? <laughs> um, and also the uh, the poll results from the the karaoke question. Sixty three percent said that they'd watch 
Only 37% are singers like us. I, I don't get no, it. No, we need I'm, to change that. 2020 is the year of do, my people. Get up. Get off your couches and let's sing. Like, seriously, don't just be, just be a bystander. Don't be, don't be a bystander all your life. No, 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 no. Get up and sing. Uh, so I will say, because I, I forgot, I meant, I meant to mention this earlier in the show, because I know we got like six, five or six minutes left. Uh, I actually experimented with a quarantini, if you will, during quarantine. This is also like back when I was like, oh, I really like bartending when I'm, when I'm behind there. Uh, and I actually wound up naming it after you because of, uh, I, one, I love your content. And two, I'm like, I feel like this fits, like given what the drink is. So it's an ounce and a half of Malibu rum. It's okay. Or an ounce and a quarter, I'm sorry. Uh, three quarters triple sec, three quarters peach schnapps. Two ounces of cranberry and two ounces of truly hard seltzer lemonade. Send it to me. I'll make it. Uh, and so it's called, and I named it the Truly Paradise because I feel like when you when you put the Malibu rum in there, I'm like I feel like it's it's very like fruity or whatever. Um, obviously, it, like I mean, if you know the drinks, like you know, it's very closely related to the Pink Elephant at uh yep. at, at Lucky Strike, which was my favorite drink to make and to you know when I had to taste test them, like that was the only one that I could even tolerate. But I'm like, let me try to you know jigger it around if you will um all office humor aside um but yeah so i guess in the last five minutes is there a, a drink that a funky drink that you'd like to make for us that uh that some people would probably uh be a nice little eye grabber for people or something that you uh you enjoy drinking or enjoy making yeah i mean okay i have i think uh, yes 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 go real quickly let's just do a pina colada a pina colada okay. basic Malibu pina colada because everybody has all the ingredients and how much it's not all ingredients. Everybody has most of the ingredients. Let me just check. Oh, but I have Nick. So a pina colada is just going to be Malibu, coconut cream, and some pineapple juice. Okay. Can you, some, some recipes call for uh, lime juice. Some recipes call for, you know, what else? I don't even know what else to call for. But this is what, this is what, I, this is what my recipe calls for. It's just Malibu, pina, uh, Malibu, pineapple juice, and coconut cream what we're going to do here and it's still what i like to do not everybody has to do it this way but i do like to have my my buildable cup as well as a secondary cup to kind of shake and strand into you know lucky strike they're very big on the corporate side of fresh ice and shake and strain oh, yeah. and we don't do this this way we do it this way and working there for three years it was ingrained in me pretty hardcore yes you know, so that's why we do the whole fresh icing. Everybody always asks. And so it's just, I was trained that way for a very long time and trained the right way. So not trained the right way, excuse me, but like trained where they came to work and said, well, why are you doing it this way? What at work? They would question it if you weren't doing it the right way. And they'd say, you know, hey, we do it this way. Can you go ahead and do it our way instead? That's just policy here. And, you know, they trained you appropriately. They made sure you knew what Lucky Strike Social's you know, policies were. And that's just, you know, three years later, I can't get out of my head. <laughs> There we go. But anyways, so we're gonna go to do. And I apologize. No, it's we are at right. the bottom of my ice bin right now. Oh. I wish I had a well in my house. Or I wish I had like an actual like ice machine. Yeah. Oh. If I had an ice machine, it would be on. I could make so many cocktails and still other be turning them out. It would be a whole other level for the Paradise Bartender. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to grab ice to our pint glass. Next, we're going to – let me go ahead and angle this down where so you guys can see it. Next, we're going to do an ounce and a half of our Malibu. So it's going to be one, two, three, four, five, six. Perfect. So one ounce is a four count. An ounce and a half is going to be a six count. So we're going to do equal parts of pineapple juice. Once again, ounce and a half here. Now, I'm free pouring because I've been doing it for a long time. Of that kind of looks like, like this. So you have about a good solid um, – a good solid inch and a half of room left over. We're going yeah. to do a half ounce of coconut cream. 
a little one, two. <gasps> kind of toss the drink there a little bit. That's it. Perfect. Next, we're going to go ahead, grab our shaker, and we're going to shake it up. Like I said, this cocktail is only going to be, and see there, I kind of felt my, my, my drink shake. You can feel your drink as it moves. So we're going to try that again. Things happen behind the bar. We're human. It's okay. Start over again. It's alive. What are you going to do? So this cocktail is only going to be three ingredients. It's going to be the Malibu pineapple juice, coconut cream, really light, really creamy. I want you to go ahead and grab your bucket glass for this one. We're going to get fresh ice. But this one I really do enjoy because it's not too fruit through. It's not too... It's not too strong, which I feel like some tropical drinks can be on the lighter side. And some are just like, oh, my God, it's so much rum. I can't get through one of them, you know? So we're going to grab our shaker, grab our strainer. We're going to give this a nice, good strain. Go ahead and do that for you. Perfect. And that's my pina colada. Excellent. And how's, how's the taste? If you it tastes to... really good, actually. <laughs> So like not to pat myself on the back, but this is pretty awesome. But now I know yeah. how to make a pina colada because I never never knew. So uh, I have this video that I'm definitely going to study so uh, I can definitely learn how to make it. Oh, awesome. No, yeah, please. And write me if you have any questions. Please don't forget our only interaction. Write me if you have any questions or please send me the recipe as well for tipsy quarantine. The okay. paradise quarantine or whatever, the, the, the quarantine you made Oh, yes, earlier. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll send that to you for sure. I would love to make that cocktail, but you know, this one's pretty light, really refreshing, can't go wrong, three ingredients, and you know, Malibu goes in everything. It can go in the blue, yes. it can go in the blue Hawaiian, go in the pina colada, it can go, you know, in, in your cocktail you have, you have as well, so here we go. Uh, and we have a minute and 15 seconds until the Instagram live stream kicks me off, so where can people find your work and how can they follow you? They can follow me on TikTok at the Paradise.bartender, Instagram, same name, Paradise.bartender, YouTube, Paradise.bartender, Twitter, Paradise Bar 808, Snapchat, Paradise Bar Bartender, and then as well as, I think that's it. Okay, I'll be sure Triller, to Triller, 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 Triller Paradise oh, Bartender. All right, I'll be sure to tag you in, in all of your accounts. This way people can definitely get to, to see you in, in all your glory on all your social media platforms. But uh, Ashley, thank you so, so much. Like I said, I know you're on the other side of the world, the other side of the country for, uh, for me, and uh, I, I can't tell you how thankful I am. And hopefully, one day we do like a Lucky Strike conference somewhere where we all get together and we can uh, we can all link up and make some drinks together. Oh, I would love that. Thank you for reaching out to me and for this opportunity as well. I really appreciate the time to like get to know you and we can talk more on a one-on-one -on -one level. So thank thank you as well. Absolutely, and we'll definitely be talking more in the future. Hopefully. Yes, for sure. Have a wonderful night. And everyone, we will be back tomorrow at 8 o'clock p.m. with Justin Walters, who is a CBS and WPIX sports announcer and broadcaster. So hopefully you tune in then. Until then, have a great night, and I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.